This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke with Youngie, who's been on the platform for a couple of years now, nearly nearly as long as me. He's part of the Loyals. We've had four or five of them on in the past, that rowdy bunch. And we talked about lots of stuff, a few new legends on the platform, obviously the community update. We had a surprise, surprise guest, Mukhtar, who knows his baseball. He wasn't meant to be in, but we needed someone. Emily, the producer, went and found someone. So we're going to have a surprise mystery guest. He's not a mystery anymore. I've told you his name halfway through the episode. Please do enjoy it. Please do subscribe and please do leave us a review. Youngie, welcome to the podcast. We've we've known each other or at least operated in the same spaces for a long time. Uh, You've been through those unfortunate unnamed platforms before So Rare. But here we are. We're talking about So Rare. Life is good. How's your summer going? Um, So far, so good. I was just basically... So far, so good. (laughs) That's why the podcast is called what it is. There you go. That's the whole thing. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, um, I've... Well, the summer summer isn't a break, is it, for for us on So Rare? Summer's all about Asian and MLS football. Um, and what I'm finding, in all honesty, is that I spend, uh, it's what I'm most excited about. I'm actually probably more upset that they'll be coming to an end and the European season's uh, going on. And that, I'm really surprised to be saying that because if you'd have asked me a year and a half ago, I didn't have a clue about any of them. So, so yeah, my summer's been action-packed, early mornings, late nights, not a lot of sleep, <laughs> full-time job a little bit. No wonder you get on with Hoodwink so well because that guy doesn't sleep. That's it, the late the late night chats the and the uh, the lineup the lineup uh, builders I suppose yeah that's that's the one but it works it does work. It's really interesting that like that is a really interesting opening because I am the ap- absolute antithesis and opposite of what you're saying there. I am I cannot wait for European football. I hate this part of the year because I'm just all my good cars are just sat there on training and I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. But it's really interesting. It just shows the game and how it can be played in a million different ways and how people from the UK, Ireland and Europe in general can be hooked on American Asian football. And it's just incredible because this is your time to shine. Um, and then Europe comes back and you'll be like, oh, here we go. Now I have to wait until the season comes back. And you're thinking in Asian and America, which is mad. Well, originally, you put, I, only, I only went over to it purely because of the likes of Hoodwink and saying, like, obviously, I didn't want a dead summer and nothing to do. And do you want to do this and look at these? And at first, I was a little bit like, I don't really know if it's for me. But the minute you start getting involved, dig a little bit deeper, certainly having people around you that know, um, mm. it, then you create your lineups like you have. You know, you started your, your Kawasaki stack and things like that. And then mm. all of a sudden, you find yourself interested. And then before you know it, you're building and building. And, yeah, you find yourself... Uh, Knee deep in uh, in Asian Asian uh, translated pages and transfer <laughs> rumors, and then obviously they're saying, "Oh, have you heard Sterling signed for Chelsea?" You know, like, nope, didn't hear it. But I know my ghost has gone. A Vissel Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. And like we said that before we hit record, I was saying, "Geez, have there any big, been any big transfers this week?" You know that have been confirmed. And you know, like Sterling's not really so rare related, but Koulibaly is a huge one for my gallery off the Chelsea, all but confirmed. I think. I think we've got the here we go from Fabrizio. We still got forty percent. Nine, nine and a half now, but still, ah, you know, that's that's that Chelsea, that's a big card to have, you know. Take it. Um, yeah, take Adela Sheesh, my super rare linked to Feyenoord, stuff like this. So I'm like, do I have any big transfers? And you're like, lad, I don't have a clue, but I know who's going to Vissel Kobe. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like a madness, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's 
that's my summer really. It's been more busy than researching. And then all of a sudden, oh, European football's up. And if anyone's seen my gallery, I've held some European footballers, the challenger. I didn't really go into champion too hard at the beginning. Sort of regret it now, but it's a bit late, late to the game at the moment for me. Um, but so I held on to my general challenger Europeans. I've started building on them, but I don't really know what I'm going to do there at the moment. I'm still trying to plan um, whether to get an extra keeper. Because at the minute, I've got to play one division or the other, be it all-star um, for the East or challenger Europe. So I've only got the one keeper and the common keeper obviously going. So I don't have to sell a keeper, get another keeper, sit on the keeper, wait for it to go. So decisions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The keepers are a real bottleneck. And I, I, I'm actually really, that's something that we haven't spoke about in a while. I'm really excited to see how the whole threshold thing actually translates. Because, I mean, all the logic in the world will tell you rare goalkeeper prices go up. And I don't know if they have trended up. I imagine they have. But, you know, the, the crash and Ethan stuff, it can be hard to really analyze all the numbers. But, like, yeah. whenever that actually happens... Because you, we all know what we do it every season. We all go, oh, America's ending. You know, it's probably the time to time to buy, and the you know, oh, Europe's just started and there's loads of hype. Maybe it's the time to sell. But none of us ever fucking do it. None Were you into, do it. Did you have an American lineup last season, John? Yeah, I did, but it was like all under twenty threes. That was like Daryl so, Dyke, Pepe, Cole Bassett. They all got transfers. George Bellow, literally everyone on got transfers. I had. I had Gustavo Bo, Johnny Russell, Mihailovic, the, all the players that's big this season. And I sold them for peanuts at the end to get prepared for the, the European season again. Yeah. Like Morales, Morales from New York. And their players, I was selling them for like, I know ETH was probably worth more, but I was probably selling them for like 150, 180 quid rares. And when I went to buy back in, they were, they'd three x at least. Mm. And now, like, it was a big mistake. And that's why I've just held on to my Europeans because I was worried that was going to happen again. Yeah, it's so um, hard to time it. Of course it is, and people look. People look at the, you know, the, the trends. I suppose, but you, I don't think you can judge it as users are increasing and scarcities are changing. You don't know why, whether you're coming or going. When do you buy in? Mm. When do you sell? So if I'm unsure, I've just held. I have just. Held one it. announcement yeah. can flip it in its head. That's what I keep saying. That. Anyone who acts says with any conviction what's going to happen is full of shit. No one mm. has a clue. We can all speculate, and the speculation would tell you that rare goalkeeper prices take a massive bump in August because they'll be removed from all-star threshold teams up to date. In every tutorial I've done and everything everyone does, the first thing you do is you bang out a quick uh, threshold team. That's changed now in fairness over the last six to eight months uh, towards the end of last year when there were more limited cards in supply and blah, blah, blah. You know, now maybe it's more about targeting specialists and underdogs and having a bit of fun there. But all in all, a large percentage of the 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 users would just be like threshold hounds and now they're going to be in a position where we need goalkeepers and then there's fools guys like me who i need goalkeepers if i want to push up and push up you always need more goalkeepers and i just think like everyone knows we're going to need them everyone knows they're going to need one but everyone's still going to be an agent and wait for three weeks from now and then they're well, going this, to panic. Is this, this is what i'm thinking because i have i have enough asian and american keepers to play five rare slash rare pro teams but only one european keeper Mm. So the most sensible thing to do would be to sell one of those keeper and get a European keeper. But that mm. right now stops me playing one of my other lineups. Mm. So now I'm still waiting. So do I wait for the overlap or do I bite the bullet? I, I, and this is the problem. Like the thing is, you're never, that, like... you're never happy. That's the problem. With so You say to a point like, once I'm happy with my gallery or once I'm happy with this lineup, I'm going to move on and build another lineup or, you know, but the minute you think you're happy, you then look back or ask your, you know, your people you speak to and say, who would you improve in this lineup? 
to you're never you're never fully happy you've always got somewhere else when you reach the level you want to reach there's another level there's another level another and level. things obviously happen along the way be it injuries suspensions transfers and it's mm. just it's just forever changing forever changing world is so rare have you got any kids yes you could sell one and get a Martin Vandevert, maybe. I've got three of them, so yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll miss one. <laughs> You've got Vandevert, Donnarumma, and you know, do you know what? Why not throw in someone else? Do you know, go and get yourself on a koi. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about the champion keepers. I'm staying in challenger for the time being. I've gone. I've I've got a little champion. The, the thing is, what I need to do is dip my toe. I, I go cheap to begin with, dip my toe, and get a bit of interest in that league, mm. and. Uh, and then yeah, and then and then I'll progress from there. That's basically what I did with Asia. Same as what you're doing with Asia, really. You're you're dipping your toe in, seeing, and then you yeah. might and you might progress. You might not like it. You might move out. But I feel that champ. Although I've been on since 2020, I was well before the boom. Um, I don't know. I just didn't go hard straight on champion. And mm. could you call it a regret? Maybe. But at the same time, <sighs> what I put in. Um, to what my gallery is worth, I, I'm happy with that, and the angle it's gone, I, you know, I, I am happy. So I think I'm too late to go mad on champion. But what I will do is, um, yeah, progress with my uh, challenger teams and just try and get two teams out. But it's just a matter of when when I do it. Yeah, I'm looking there. Yeah, you've been on the the platform since the 10th of November 2020, so just maybe two months after me, a month and a half after me. Yeah, it was your videos, John. Um, it was. Uh, I remember you you look, popping up with it on one of you your, messaged uh, me about that. Yeah, yeah. the first I message did, you I, sent me. Yeah, I used your link, but I never ended up with a free card. Something didn't. Something didn't happen, and that's what I messaged you about. And I said, "Was I supposed to?" But that was a bit deep, so I actually ended up signing up without the sign up. So I, I should have been. One oh of my guys. god! I should have been one of you guys. If you go back to our messages, you'll see that right in the beginning. Do you know the amount of dodgy shit I've heard about those affiliate links and people falling through cracks? I don't even want to look because I'm telling you now, you see the amount of sign-ups I got through Gary V's boom and albeit they all expired like six months ago. So I'm yeah. still, I'm not creaming that anymore. But yeah. there was a while there where John was eating well and I still wonder how many actually slipped through the cracks, but I think it's better just to like get on well, with life. As a new user, it's frustrating with me because obviously at that point it was a free, get your free card. card. It was a rare one. Exactly. And how many free... It was free rares back then. So like that... The, God knows how many free rare cards were missed. Yeah, that's... Um, that's the, only managed to... Anyway. No, ended up with a Shakiri. Sold it on the cheap because he weren't playing. And look at him now. <laughs> Why is he doing that? He's over in America, isn't he? Yeah, Chicago, isn't it? Is it Chicago? He's, yeah, he's worth free for Chicago Fire. Yeah. But, hey, how many cars have you sold cheaply, John? And then regret it. <laughs> God, I could be sick. I don't but even know. Like, you have now because you needed that money to buy someone you've got now. So you know, at the end of it, if you didn't sell that player, you would have your Liao's. You know, <laughs> that that's actually the thing though as well. Like I, I don't know who I sold to get the Liao, for example. Exactly. But I mean, I remember fair play to, to Mark YNWA. Like he had the Liao. I wanted the Liao. He was selling them. We agreed on like a price of 0. 0.77 or something or 0. 0.7. I can't remember. But he let me pay him like 0. 0.6 because I didn't have it and I wanted the card in. I said, like, I'll give you 0.6, and he trusted me to pay the next 0.2 or 0.17. So he gave me it, and I, I sold people to get that card, got yeah. the cash back to him. But um, I wonder who it's I sold to enable that. Yeah, it's the trust The trust that people have. Like, I've done it myself. I've had a few I've had a few players on tick, if you will. Like, not purely, but, like, there's even lads, like, not even in the laws, just lads I speak to on Discord, and it's like, do you want this guy? I'm sending this guy. I do, but I haven't got enough. Well, no worries. Send us that, and just send the rest when you've got it. And you're like, this is madness. Like, But that's yeah. the community, and that's part of what keeps you here. The community is just amazing when it comes to that yeah did you happen to listen to last week's podcast i did 
did you hear the horror story in that podcast? You missed the horror story where he basically sent over an ETH. Yes. ETH or somebody do. It's the name I sent an ETH over for another player, Brandon. For Aronson. He got yeah. Aronson in return. Oh. Yeah, to be honest. It's shafted. So the community, <laughs> it's beautiful, but you know. Oh, yeah, you've got to be careful. Of course you are. There's a fight like, yeah, it's fucking tough. Like, yeah, um, that, that was a horror story. But um, if you missed That's last week's episode, that's a lot Head of money. To, 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 I wouldn't go deposit. I'm talking like 0.2-ish. Like, what I'm trying to say is it's something that's not going to harm you. Like at that point, that's probably a couple of grand when he was on about doing that. I wouldn't yeah. be sending that over as a deposit. Not a chance. I know. Well, but, he, made, he, made a, he made a mistake, but like, go back and listen to the episode with Sora Strategy if you missed it. That was a horror no, I, story. No, too. I, I did. It's devastating. But hey, you live, you learn, don't you? This is the thing. Like, I've had similar yeah. experiences in other areas of my life, so uh, that's probably Oh, yeah. I've, I've had a few. I've been burnt myself. Yeah, everyone, you yeah. know. You get burnt once, you get burnt twice. You know what's the whole thing? It's like she she fooled me once. I always mess this up, and you know why I mess this up? Because I think it was in like a a J Cole song, and it's like mugging off. Did George Bush mess up the quote? So the only (laughs) place I know the quote from is George Bush messing it up. So I try and do it, and I always mess it up. But anyway, I'm not gonna like make a dick of myself like I always do. We move on. You live, you live. Ninety, but the majority of the so let's say the majority of the so rare uh, community are fantastic. Then (laughs) they are, yeah. The majority, large majority. Apart from that one douche. Um, (laughs) So. There's a few things to speak about this week that have happened. Obviously, we're going to get to the community update and delve into it. Something around a few prizes that have been changed. There's a legend announced and there's a country that's been licensed. We'll go through them in the reverse order of the way I've just talked about them. Um, so first up, we had actually and Panenka was released as well. I didn't mention it. Panenka, the guy, he's the guy who yep. the whole Can't penalty wait. was named after. So he's out there. What is he? Is he uh yeah, what team is he from? Rapid Vienna, Rapid Rapid Wien. Oh, okay. Rapid Vienna. Don't know what position he is. Uh I could probably click in and have a check. He is a ah come on, I have to watch the whole video and scrub it. I imagine he's a forward if he's taking penalties, but he's a forward. So I don't know, maybe not that desirable a card in terms of SO5 potential, but definitely a nice collectible for people. Definitely. Um then we had the Argentine Argentine Football Association join SoRare, so they've announced an exclusive multi-year partnership. Um, expect to see Argentina stars on SoRare for the big tournament this winter. Now, this is actually an interesting conversation, right? So, first, first of all, I'll pose one question to you: Is Messi in an Argentina shirt worth more than Messi in a PSG shirt, even though the PSG shirt was first? I'd say yes. Yeah, I think it goes Barcelona, Argentina, PSG. Do you think of a Barcelona one come out now though? Like, not now. No, I don't, I don't know. Like the problem, the problem is, is that I don't, I don't see the value in in Messi at the moment because of it, where he is in his career. Because I'm for utility mm. over collectability. Um, but for collectability, surely Barcelona's worth more. But okay. <clears throat> yeah, I I think Argentina. Is worth more than PSG from a collectible standpoint, which mean which is everything because I mean utility will be the same. If Barcelona was to come out, it would have to come out as a legend thing unless you return to yeah. Barcelona someday. I wonder. It's just this whole thing about collectibilities where like the first card is kind of key. So I yeah. think like the first card of Messi is is kind of key is the first like officially licensed digital collectible. I'm sure there might be other ones on other platforms, but I think it it does have significance. So I wonder like 
how much people will care about Argentina and how much people will care if he ever moves club again, specifically back to Barcelona. But here's what I want to bring up. The, the important thing here is the licensing of players that this brings. And this could be a huge hack to get the best players from the world without actually necessarily getting the Premier League. Like, yeah. I mean, realistically, if you're good enough to be in a, a Premier League superstar, you'll probably play for your international team. So if they have all the international teams, why would they really need the Premier League? They would, I get why they'd need it. But what I'm getting at more is like, who really wants the dodgy Nottingham Forest players who don't play internationally? Who's really going to target them for SO5? It's a collectible thing. And I get that and I understand the importance and having the leagues and the rights and all that comes with that. But what I'm getting at here is, in terms of wanting the best players in the world, we already have a load of them from the Premier League. If yeah, you could get the English, if you could get the English Players Association on board, like I mean, come on, you're you're you really are getting somewhere. But my point is that from like Argentina, I just look at their last game that was competitive, the finalissima against Italy. They have Messi, who was licensed already, Martinez licensed already, Di Maria we already have, De Paul we already have, Lo Celso, do we have him in a Villarreal kit? Maybe um, doesn't really matter. Who yeah. wants him? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, to be quite frank, yeah. uh, Guido Rodriguez, he's a Betis, so we, we should have him. Should have him. Uh, Romero is Spurs, we don't have him. Molina plays for Udinese, we have him. Yeah, Otamendi, not many, not many ticked off, they've got him. Tagliafico, we have him. The only one you don't have is the Aston Villa goalkeeper, Martinez. Once you get to the bench, even Julian Alvarez, Acuna, we have both of them. Tolo Dabala, we have Paulo Dabala. Juan Foyth. Don't know about Nico Gonzalez. Alexis McAllister's at Brighton. I don't know. I could go through Ezekiel Palacios is at Leverkusen. Papu Gomez, we have. We literally have all this team, is it's what I'm hand, getting at. Yeah, it's a handful of them. But there's not many Argentinians in the Premier League, I suppose. This is Yeah, that, that's with, with English, with England, a lot of the English best English players play in England. And that's the problem we have, whereas the best Argentinians play in Serie A and La Liga, and we have those leagues. So England's obviously key, but obviously we're biased for wanting the Premier League. But in the same breath, like, yeah, I think if they go in for England first, great, you, you are going to get your Raheem Sterling's, Harry Kane's, and it, are, it is the people that, that people want on the platform. But obviously getting the league means that someone like myself, I might think, I'm not buying a Harry Kane, I haven't got their funds, I don't want to be selling an Asian team to buy a Harry Kane. But I could look mm. in the, the youth ranks of Man City and Tottenham and who's the next Harry Kane. And I can sit on that for a year. You know, I don't mind doing yeah. that as well. So that's the, that's the thing of England's great. If you've got England on, I think it would, you know, satisfy people to an extent um, for now, maybe to buy them time. Mm. But that, that's kind of my, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. And then, but it, it won't be long until mm. people are like, yeah, great. We've got England. When's the Premier League coming? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I think like my, my wider point to keep going on it and not to drag this out too long is like if you even look at the biggest biggest international teams in the world, if we look at Brazil, we have Alisson, we have Dani Alves, we have Marquinhos, we have Militao, we have Tellez, we have Fabinho, we have Gomares, we have Anthony, Paqueta, we have Coutinho. The only one we don't have is Richarlison. All right? Yeah. Now let's quickly, just, we don't have Ederson, but he didn't start. Let's bounce over very fast to France just to see like another global powerhouse we probably have most of germany yeah. um but if we go and have a quick look at france if we look at their lineup well the sounds uh, like any, any french player playing in england we ain't got <laughs> yeah, but i mean like you're looking at like look well we have the french they had the french national team obviously no, of course so did, we yeah, have all yeah. them but like the big one is england isn't it because if you actually mm. go and look at the england squad that's when it actually gets really saucy because like we look at that and like there's keen 
Jared Bowen, who I thought was Scottish, Saka, Bellingham we have, Phillips, Gallagher, Rhys James, Stones, Gwehi, uh, Gay, I think you meant to just say, Walker, Ramsdale, and then you get onto the bench, there's a Phil Foden, Grealish, Mount, Sterling, Trippier, we have Trippier, Declan Rice we have actually, but my point is, we actually have a, a strange amount of like the top we have loads of the top, top players and even like your De Bruyne's and your Lukaku's and, and I know Lukaku didn't really do it in the Prem last season. The Haaland yeah. who's gone there now. Um, we actually have so many of them. Well, this is it. Like if they got England, like you are ticking a lot of the top players, I think, off the list. And, you know, you can't knock so rare for what they have done. And I, I was, you know, just having, you know, when people delve into the Belgian leagues and always hard, but having that, having those sort of players on the platform is what's going to bring more people to use the platform, and that's ultimately what you know what we're after. So, yeah, that, that, the point the point with it being that if they go with England first, obviously with the World Cup coming up, is start a campaign, get some sort of advertising around it. It's going to bring more people in and hopefully show the Premier League what what Solskjaer can do. Mm. Yeah. So look, I'm not gonna like we'll move on. Um, but look, obviously getting Argentina is very good. Um, I'm just having a quick look at like the Premier League top scores table. The only guy really in like the top ten that you'd miss if they didn't get the Premier League. The only one who we don't actually have access to because you've obviously your De Bruyne's, Mane's, Ronaldo's. We have Salah. Like Son Heung-min is probably the highest profile player there, and Harry Kane. Like so, what I'm saying is, if they got England, they tick so many boxes. The only one that you'd really be missing is like Son Heung-min. Yeah, in terms of like elite performers, it's even Bruno Fernandez is about. But anyway, I'm t- I'm chatting shite. Um, do you think so- it's the start of something though, John? Do you think like do you think this is just the start of some international teams coming on? Do you think they're going to bring on yeah USA? Do you think they're going to be bringing on one hundred percent? Yeah, I do. I, th- I think this is going to be like a, a cascading thing. I think they're going to keep doing this up to the World Cup so that it can be a true like World Cup fantasy game. I think. Yeah, they we'll managed. There was only there was only three, wasn't it? With the Euros, was it three teams? Hmm. I think it was three but I mean that was that was that was over a year ago, wasn't it? So like, yeah, you know they've had that whole year to be looking at the World Cup and negotiating deals with the, yeah. the budgets of the big fundraisers they did and all that. So like, you have. So to I, wonder, think I wonder if they've still got the licenses with them. Obviously, I'm assuming they still got the French ones. Maybe they're bringing an updated French team, maybe an updated Belgium as well. And yeah, yeah. you know that's going to bring new players in, new younger players in. You know, it's going to be a different squad. So yeah, I think it's a good angle. I'm looking forward to the World Cup. I'm, again, that's something else I need to sort out. Have you got a World Cup yeah. team ready? Not on purpose. I think like I have Courtois, who's like mm-hmm. the goalkeeper will be my bottleneck, as it always is. In terms of like international goalkeepers, if I go and look by position here, it's sort of by I'll just count rare and super rare cards. I've Donnarumma, who won't be there. Jan Oblak, I don't think he's there. Courtois will be there. That's man. my only guy. Nubel, but sure, like he won't be starting. He'd probably be on the bench. Neuer injury, would he play? Or have they another guy? No, I'd say Neuer's still number one, I think. But... Yeah, but if Neuer got injured, would oh. Nubel be the guy? Hmm. I'm not going to pray for Big Man Well to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> but we look, yeah, um, I don't know how I'm set. It'd be an interesting one. The next thing I wanted to mention quickly was Zidane. Um, again, we not dwell on this too much, but Zidane, the, the video that launched him was actually quite nice. He did talk yeah. about like trading cards and stickers and whatever else, and he kind of gave it a bit like Zidane properly talking about so rare. It's none of this like stock footage of him giving an interview from years ago. It was like a bespoke, lovely piece of content. So, yeah, Zidane, you, you any interesting legends? 
not really. I had a little dabble, but I wasn't keen with the phases as it wasn't for me. But I think I think the brand, they're, they're building a brand, aren't they? So rare. And having people like Mbappe and Zidane, they are the ultimate, aren't they, when you look at it, really? So I think the, the track they're, they're going down is perfect for what they're trying to achieve and what hopefully we'll be still involved in in years to come. I wonder, um, I assume he's in his French kit, so he'll score for France. Yeah, it looks There's he has a theme appearing here. Is there a theme appearing here? Let me go to manager sales and let me let me uh, go player type. Or is it player edition? That's it, legend. In terms of like the international ones, are any of them international other than French internationals? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked too deep. I got involved a bit at the beginning. Um, but since then, I haven't really been... Yeah, I've not been too deep into it. But I did notice he, had, he was French. But that is a really yeah. hardly used... Legend card, isn't it? Oh, Beckham bars in the German top, isn't he? Basically, what I was looking he at and trying to work Bayern. out. He scores for Bayern, doesn't he? Even though he's in the German top, does he? Yeah, he does. That that's what I'm trying to get at here. Because like basically there might be a play in getting like the Beckham bar, getting uh uh your man, the two French lads, what do you call them? Platini is, yeah. is in the French top, isn't he? And Zidane. And then you're starting to build like an international legend squad, which means when the World Cup comes around, you can be sure they're going to put out a legends com- tournament. They are. And then you'll only be able to score if your guy has an international top on. I think that's the way it is, isn't it? Like if you so, have yeah. a Ronaldo in a PSV <laughs> top, is it? Yeah. He won't yeah, actually PSV. score for Brazil. It's a bit well, they'd have to keep going because obviously you can put a maximum of three and they have three, don't they, at the moment. So yeah, but anyway, my point is, yeah, I, do, I think they'll they'll get a lot of the international teams in the lead up to that World Cup. And Zidane is here, and Zidane is in a France top, and Zidane is a great kind of guy to have associated, I suppose, in terms of publicity and an ambassador and whatever else. So, not much more really I have to say about it, unless there is for you. No, no. Right, we're going to get to the community update, but one more quick thing before that is that there was an announcement there in the Discord. Looking at game week two eight nine to two nine two, it's the calendar. Normally, you look at these calendars. I do it too, and I go, I don't really give a shit. I'll just play the games as they come. Some people go, Oh my god, I'm really going to optimize around this and build for it and look weeks ahead and get it stuck into the data. And fair play to you, you're a much better so rare player than me. But there was something interesting here in the what's new three lines. I just wanted to talk about them briefly. So the underdog competition is getting a slight change of rules as it merges with the special threekly. I don't know if this is a long-term thing or just over the next few weeks. All five players needed, all five players need to have an average score below 50, but the fifth card can be of any scarcity other than the main one, and that'll get zero points. So basically, yeah, if it's the limited underdog, you go four limiteds. And then a common or a rare or a super rare or whatever. And as long as it's not the limited one, but it's going to get zero points anyway. So that's one thing. Okay, whatever. That's a little nuance. Here's where it gets. This is the reason I bring this up. The winners of the super rare division in Asia and America in gimmick 290 and 292 are getting a star rare in addition to their tier one super rare award. And the winners of the underdog super rare and unique division in 290 and 292 are also getting a star rare in addition to their tier one super rare prize. So the reason that's interesting is that for a long time, we've said that the super rare division and basically super rare and unique division prizes in general 
not maybe unique, but what I'm saying about here is like the underdog super rares and limited super rares and stuff. Like I won an underdog super rare and got a a crap super rare. Can't even remember who it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But my point here is that a lot like tier two super rares and even tier one super rares a lot of the time, they can be pretty shit. Um so yeah, chucking in star rares makes that a really nice thing. And I don't know if this is anything to get excited for or if this is actually any if this is any reflection on what next season will look like in Europe. But if all of a sudden under 23 super rare has a star rare pegged on even some weeks or even just a top spot. Yeah. That's an that's an that, that makes that carrot look extra juicy. Do Definitely. you know what I mean? Yeah, what would, would would hmm. Would you want the carrot to be juicy? Would it would it entice you or how do you, what do you want it to be? Extra sweet maybe is better than juicy. Who wants a juicy carrot? Crunchy, eh? <laughs> An extra crunchy carrot. That carrot look extra crunchy with the fucking star air on board. Do you know what I mean? Like, and again, this could be nothing. This could be a one or two game week thing, so they can burn through a few extra American and Asian tier or star yeah. rares. And blah, 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 they're, they're, chopping think... in, they're chopping and changing it, like with prizes. They're, they're trying things out, aren't they? Because obviously they're, they're looking at updating the reward pools and how it works with the update. And but at the moment, they've got the three clears. The the underdog and the specialist, which everyone's getting on, on board for, but then obviously putting the three clear out, and then the over 32s has come out, and now they're adapting the specialist and the underdogs and things. So I, I would like to know where we're, where we're going. Because at the minute, it's hard to plan. You know, you're only planning for a month ahead, I suppose, um, mm. or a week ahead or a game week ahead. Um, so it's a bit difficult that way. I'm glad they're trying it, and, you know, we need full engagement. You know, if you had everything running, no one's going to buy a... Um, a keeper like you know you're not going to just go out and buy a keeper just for one game week unless you know that mm. keeper could be used for for a few so but like you're saying that they need to try it and have everyone involved and engaged in it to see what you know see how happy people are with it so yeah i'm glad they're doing it but at the same time i sort of want to know where i'm going next week and the week after and the week after that it's a little bit i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah 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 because i mean like if, yeah i know what you mean it's one of those where if you kind of know what to expect from the super rare division longer term, people yeah. will buy them. This is one of those where like, maybe they've been really clear. I've literally just looked at the announcement and not really dug in to be quite honest. So people are probably at home banging their head off a wall going, John, would you ever shut up? They've said this and I'm going, well, I didn't read it. So you're going to have to listen yeah. to me spout the wrong information. But um, they just say about 290 and 292. So we'll see what happens. I just think like the only reason I bring it up is, We've been crying out for bigger rewards in Super Rare. If the way to address that is giving a lower scarcity card, but like good quality, like good ones, that that's okay. I even I would even love the ability to win like star limiteds and stuff. I know it's a bit stupid, but it beefs up the prizes. If I can have the chance of picking up a an Mbappe for being sort of top three, top five in the Super Rare division, I mean, I, I'm all about that. Yeah, definitely. Did you see that DMP list? I think Hoodwig retweeted it yesterday. Um, <laughs> do you remember we were? We were See, wondering what um, that for these new game weeks they were going to release some DMPs. Yeah, um, the, the list has come out, and you've got like Verts and Verts is on there as well. And there's like, wow. yeah, there's some some big players on there. And I was quite surprised because I was expecting like bottom end DMPs, just getting rid of clearing some players out. And obviously, you've got your tier zeros, tier ones, tier twos, but they've actually been releasing them. So who's going to be in the pools? Yeah, I could probably go and find it here. I can't find it in Hoodwink's page, so maybe I need to go into actually so rare. It actually might be in the Up the Loyals page. I think he retweeted it on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll find that in two seconds. And um, yeah, if you look at the Also, if anyone, we haven't actually mentioned that yet. For anyone listening, you probably heard in about 
I don't know, five episodes by now, nearly 10% of our guests are part of this exclusive club called The Loyals. I reckon it's um, more than yeah. that. But Bob? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've had a lot, a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so look, I'm having a look here. I'm going to read a few of these out. This is actually really exciting. Some of these names are huge. Yeah. So a tier zero DMP. <laughs> You're looking at Pedri, yeah. Verts, Fatty, Mawardashvili, Koble, Anthony Bigelow, Martinez, like Lissandro. Um, we have Wodge Chesney. Vardiol is huge. I'll not read them all out. I'll read the ones I like. Chiesa, Felix, Cherky, Reina, De Kaiser. Don't know why Fertz. If, if, oh, Fertz, why did I not say his name? Did I say his name? I did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pedri, Vertz, Fatty are the top three. But there's some big players that they, they can't, obviously, or they won't put out because people will be disappointed right now. If you won that, if you won mm. the Vertz as a tier zero right now, you'd be, as much as you'd like, happy to have him, you would be a yeah. bit disappointed with the fact you can't use him. So what are they going to do with these players? With you know, and I think it's as well. I was surprised to see the names on the list. You go over to even tier ones, right? Daniel Malin, Pino, um, for Mihailovic. I don't know, but Arno Groneveld. We go down. There's a few nicer ones than that. Well, it wasn't even... it? Who hasn't played the last five games? Was that what they classed as DMPs? So even if it was just a short term six weeks, you know, eight week yeah. injury, they could find themselves on that list because they won't be in the pools anymore. Buscagli, absolute monster. Persher is my guy. Uh, Sofian Diop. So I'm just kind of finding any Lu- Lum Shuana Shuana Shuana. I think he tore up the. He was the under 19 euros. He tore up for France. I don't know. There's a bunch of like basically nice cards here. Is what yeah, I'm getting they, at. Yeah, they can't give away. So I, I thought that was a nice little inclusion because I wasn't. You know, when someone says you're doing DMP cards, you're expecting cards you don't know of, you haven't heard of. They're 35, 36. But that was not what I was expecting when I opened that list. Yeah, no, some banging but I don't know whether, picking up a Pedri. Exactly, but I don't know where they're giving them away. I don't. Is this in the over thirty-two categories or these special weeklies? Because they're not, you know, they're not. You're not going to get them in your standard um, regional, in your standard regionals, are you? These are going to be the special weeklies, are they? Uh, they put. They, they definitely said this recently. They said it recently where you can win it. It might have been the over thirty-twos. I can't honestly can't remember. They did say somewhere. Hmm. Maybe it was a special thing. I can't remember, but they they have stipulated where it's going to be. It's, I just well, I think it's good that they're there. It's good that they're there. They're coming out, and people will. Yeah, but I mean, th- these cards have been out of the prize pools all season. Do you know what I mean? Like next season, they need to have a mechanism to beef out prize pools where you can win these throughout the season. Yeah, because it massively exactly. beefs the rewards. I mean, there's so many cards there, and so many cards I'd love. And just because they're Definitely. DMPs doesn't mean they're shit guys to have. They're probably exactly the guys you're that. buying. Yeah, they're probably literally the under twenty threes I'm hunting for because I'm buying them now while no one wants them. Yeah. So when they come back in the team, I have them. So like, yeah, um, fair play. This is a good start. So let me see where were we? Was there anything else to talk about that? No, I think we're ready to get stuck into the community update. Are you yeah, ready? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think you're ready. <laughs> All right. So if I, I'll ask you first and foremost. Kind of hope we actually disagree on all this, but maybe we don't. I never get that. I never really disagree with too many people who talk to me, so I don't know where you're going to come in. What did you think of the community update? I'd have to say a bit disappointed because I thought I'd be more football involved. I'm happy with the baseball. That's what I'm seeing everywhere. I'm yeah, and I get it. This is oh, basically but do we want right. Too much, John. That's the thing. Do we want too much? Are we expecting too much? Do we already know everything? We've got the monthly newsletters we know what's going on so did they really have anything to update 
Um, but I would have them to call it an MLB. You know, they should have just said it was a baseball update and purely baseball. But because we, yeah. we were expecting a crossover, maybe. You know what they've done here, right? There was, I can safely say, there was zero on football. There was nothing I heard new. There, there wasn't a thing that I heard that I was like, oh, nah. There wasn't a thing on football that was new. They, exactly. I, I, look, oh God, I'm just going to say it. It felt like they were circle jerking and just praising themselves, licking their own holes for the first 10 minutes, which is fine. You have lots to lick your holes about. It's the most corporate video I've ever seen in my life, which is fine. I get that's the image you're going for. It's the brand um, again. It's it's very like clean cut, super like you know, like even the editing style, like coming in at him from the side while he's starting, <laughs> and you know, like he's not even looking at the camera, he's presenting to what he's reading off the screen is what's happening. But you I know, quite that like, type I, quite of, like it. I think I think it's, I think it's really, it's I like it. I no, like it. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's really professional, but it's as corporate as it possibly comes, is what I'm yeah, saying. Well, which is so. fine. Do you know that's yeah. what you're going for? You know, you're going for these big soft bank investors. Blah blah. You play the game. I get it. I'm not. I'm not even complaining about that. But the first 10 minutes, it's almost like this is the one piece of content that we make that like our investors are going to watch or it, it feels that way or that like, because it's like they know none of that was news to us. Yeah. The diehard people who play the platform and call out their every move and follow every tweet and every Discord message. So like it's, there was nothing in it for us. It was just them stating all their numbers and doing this and doing that. And it did feel like, look, it, if it was just a pure community, when you're going with a community update, though, they have to kind of address the whole platform. And they did, in their heads, address football, but it's not like there was anything to announce. They, they updated us on it, but there was nothing to update us on. Was it called a that... announcement, or was it called a was it actually called a Major League Baseball announcement? Because I just assumed, because I seen all the hype about it, I was at work, I didn't realize it was happening, and then... Then when I heard, oh, there's a big live going on, I thought, oh, is it the Premier League? Is it something else? Like, what's going on? And then it was all baseball. That's why I was disappointed, because I assumed when there was a so rare announcement that it was going to be some way football linked. That's the only reason I was disappointed. That That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, if it was just that, people would have just... If it was just like, this is an MLB announcement, everyone would have been like, okay, cool, we're waiting for that. And if everyone acts like, oh, I just wasted my time, I was here for the football. Bottom line is, you would have tuned in anyway. We all know you would have. Yeah. Are you kidding? I think, let me see. Watch our community event live now as we cover soccer updates and unveil MLB. Okay, so basically, yeah. The, the problem here is that they said they're going to update us on soccer. So people were expecting, not necessarily the Premier League, but people were expecting Premier something, League. something new. And yes, they gave us a few things. And like, I'm not going to hold it against them. I don't think they've done anything wrong. But maybe they shouldn't have let on there was going to be any football because it gets people's hopes up. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, that's what it was. And again, on the whole corporate thing and giving them shit about that, I'm not giving them shit about the style of it. It's just... People need to realize what it is. It's not necessarily like for the diehards and getting in and talking to us about the nitty gritty of reward algorithms and DMPs and this. It's a very like high, big picture view from that standpoint. I don't even know how to describe this. I'm blabbering. I'm going to get to the main part of it. And that's the actual MLB bit. I think it they did well with it. I think it was a nice announcement. If you're in MLB, it's a very exciting announcement the way they did it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very well done. They got your man. Is it Aaron Judge or something and some guy who's like some president or something at MLB? Very professional looking. But, you know, even again, like, this isn't a critique. Do you know, here's the thing. It's it's very American. That's what yeah. it is. 
isn't it? So like us, you know, and most of the people who listen to this, we're all, most of the listeners here are European. A lot, some of them are American. Hello, Americans. But like, it's very like, we're very like, we're very quick to like call bullshit or be very like, I think we're a bit more crude. People hear how I talk in the podcast. It's a bit more like, I don't present this like an American might. (laughs) Where it's like, Hey guys, welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. This week, we're going to show you the biggest news you need to know. And it's amazing and it's excellent. And that bit, it's very much like, I feel like we're very, we're rough around the edges here or something. I don't know how to describe it, but we say it as it is. So people look at it and you go, I'm disappointed when you could have said, you know, I understand, you know, they're going for the big sports big. It's going to be great for so rare, but I was expecting a little bit more football. We're not, we're not, we're not fluffing up straight away. They just go, nah, we're not happy with that. Where's the football update? It's <laughs> what we do. The, that, but that's the other thing. Like I'm giving out as well to people. Cause I think like, I'm kind of lost for words here. I don't know how to put my finger on everything I'm trying to say. This is the most stumped I've been in trying to do something. Cause I actually think it's like all, all good. I'm happy with it. And anyone who is unhappy with it, I think they're an idiot because, but it's not like if you I get if people are unhappy because they feel they wasted their time going there for a football announcement and they just got MLB stuff. I get that. I feel it's a bit petty because you would have watched it anyway. We all know you would have, but I get it. What I don't get is people acting like, oh, I don't give a shit about baseball. Oh, this is shit. Who cares? No one cares. About... Cop the fuck on. Do you know what I mean? Like, every new sport is good for the platform. It's good for the price of your football cards. It's good for the exposure of the platform. It's good for variety. It's good for the brand. It's good for the, the leverage of this. It's good for the deals they can make. It's good for everything. It's, there isn't a bad thing about them getting baseball. No. For me. Uh, to be honest, and if you don't I like don't really it, don't do it. Baseball. Do you? Did I you don't care, care about, baseball? about baseball. I don't care about baseball, but am I going to well, give it a dabble? Yes. Same. Same. Exactly that. I'm looking forward to it. It's a di- whole different journey. Look, Let's put it but let's put it this way. Again, Asian football. If we'd have had this chat when So Rare first started and I first come on, you said, How do you feel about Asian football? I'd have said the exact same thing. Not interested, not gonna go there. But hey, if we have a conversation six months a year time, I bet you I know bits about baseball. Aaron Judge or whatever his name is could come knock on my door and deliver pizza tonight. I'd say thank you and shut the door. I wouldn't have a clue who he is. And you go back in and say, geez, he was handsome. (laughs) Such a handsome pizza delivery guy in my life. (laughs) That's it. But, you know, six months Can we go off topic? Can we go off topic quickly? Here's one to break up the heaviness um, and and recalibrate my brain. (laughs) Do you tip a delivery driver? Um, Yes. Honest. If if I'm paying cash, yes. If I have cash in the house... Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. Because it's all delivery and just eat now. Yeah. And I do not carry cash. Yeah. And I don't leave cash by my door to tip a delivery guy. And I'll tell you yeah. something for nothing. I got delivery from Nando's the other day. Yet last night, for the first time, my girlfriend wanted Nando's. I wouldn't really get Nando's much because I think it's a bit overpriced for what it is. Controversial yeah. take. Maybe, maybe that's a hot take. Maybe people disagree. Yeah. But the delivery was a fiver. Yeah. And you want me to give you another two quid? A fiver? Yeah. You're around the corner, mate. Do you know what I mean? But then I understand the other side of it is, and it's different than America for Americans. Americans, you tip everyone. We don't tip everyone like you do. I tip when I go out for a meal. I won't tip if I buy a coffee, but I'll tip if I sit in and get my breakfast or something. But like with the delivery driver, 
overhear some of my friends all tip the delivery driver. And I'm not adverse. I'm not against it. If the delivery fee's like two quid or free delivery or whatever else, and I have cash, I'm all over it. It's not like I'm stingy. It's just a really hard one. They almost need like a card machine you can tap off them. Because, anyway, that just came into my head. Don't you feel like when, when you say you're getting a delivery and it's, um, and it's £19.70 and you've only got a £20 note, you almost feel a bit guilty. You need to find that extra couple of quid because like, mm. you don't want to keep the change on 30p. You don't want to take the 30 Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those that you just don't worry about it, but then it's like, I've just tapped again. You've got a buffer. If you've got 20 quid, you're looking at spending £18 on the takeaway to hand that 20 quid over and be happy with what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So like I... Uh... Like in a restaurant recently, I I don't carry cash. I need to start carrying cash. But am I going to start carrying cash just for tipping people? If I was an American, absolutely. But in your, okay. some places have the ad gratuity bit on the card machine. But here's the one for you, right? You're there and you're out for a meal. And you just, we were out the other night. I've got a proper meal. Like you're talking for the two of us, it was like 110 quid or something. Like proper meal. And I had no cash. And I went to pay for card. And they had no function to add a tip via card so what do you want me to do here like i'm not gonna walk around the corner go to a cash machine to come back to hand you 20 quid do you know so it's, it's like i just have to be the stingy bastard. it's awkward i'll tell you something as well while we're off topic can i tell you i had the most awkward handshake of my life last night i was playing five or six, seven aside football <laughs> sorry you're i don't do this often young but i've got a few things in my mind i need to yeah, go for it we were playing seven-a-side football, and it's like a pickup game. So you just book in six quid, land in, anyone could be there. <laughs> and I went to I went to shake his hand, and he went to fist bump me. Oh, so then I switched to fist bump, and he switched to handshake, and then he grabbed my hand, and then I went to like make it into a shake, and he closed his hand, and then we ended up twiddling fingers like this. Yeah, and then that, I was like, my mind was blown. I just would have to uh, walk I, out. <laughs> but I, yeah, but like, I, I'm not the type of person who just lets that ri- ride. I had to take the piss out of us for it. But like, that was the most like awkward thing that has ever happened in my life. It's, I, I literally said that. I was like, I'm pretty sure we're related now. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's all is, the stuff. If you see him again, if you see him again, you got your own special private handshake now. I'm playing football tonight after this at 8 o'clock. I'm hoping he goes again, and I'm going to purposely try and mess it up with him again. I'm actually going in to mess it up. I'm going to see what he's go for. And I'm going for the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take my shoe off and whip up my foot. (laughs) Just slap my foot into his hand. (laughs) Next week, we'll we'll go even further. No, I'm not going to say it. um, (laughs) So, right, back to Sue Rare, what we were ranting about, the community update. So, I personally think it was great. I think it gave a lot of excitement about MLB. We can talk a bit about the MLB stuff. I understand why people are frustrated that it was billed as also a football announcement when they told us nothing about football. But if that's what you're annoyed about, fair. But if you're annoyed about the fact that MLB exists, look at yourself. You no, I, <laughs> like, I think they couldn't have two more contrasting sports, though, really. Because I don't think a lot of baseball are into football and football are into baseball, like baseball, basketball, American sports, you get the two very contrasting sports. But I definitely think people are being FOMO'd into buying into baseball cards. They might start just with the commons on the limiteds and things, but I do think people will FOMO in and vice versa. Like That's the plan, surely. And to have a hub where more sports come in and, and you can go with what you what, what you please. Mm. 
So apparently baseball is a very big fantasy game. I'm trying to look up here what what it actually rates. If you Google it, what are the biggest fantasy sports? Apparently 75% of sports bettors played fantasy sports. This is 2018. 78% played fantasy football. 39% played baseball. And that's fantasy football, meaning American football. Only 14% played fantasy soccer. Now, this might be in America. Because otherwise those numbers are a bit mad. But regardless, the point is a lot of people do play fantasy baseball. So if they can hit those people and get them in the market, like we're all going to go in and dabble in baseball like mad people. You know, maybe they'll kind of dabble in football. You just go in limited? So you're going to be going in some rares? I'll probably buy like 10 limited cards and get decent ones for like the community gallery bit. And I'll probably try and like get someone to guide me in that and like stack as much as possible. So there's as little like yeah. rotation to worry about. And like, you know, I definitely need some guidance. Oh, Bob Flynn, Bob Flynn, the loyal Bob Flynn. He's, um, <laughs> he knows his baseball by the sounds of it. So I think I'll be going to him. I'm not going for the, the top guys. I just, there's no threshold, is there either? So it's the tough one. I don't really know. I don't really know the angle. So, yeah. Let, let's, let's take, right. So we'll move on from actually the community update itself in terms of how it was taken. Like, there was a bit of ranting for me. Yeah, exactly what I expected. Maybe I I just had it in my head. I wasn't going like, oh, we're getting a big football. Today. I was like, this is baseball, great. I'd kind of written it off. That was just personally what I'd done. So I found it hard to empathize because I wasn't building it up in my head for a week like maybe some people were. In my head, it was just like, this is happening and it's baseball. Who cares? I'll yeah. watch it and it'll be interesting. But like, I'm not expecting anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So think. anyway, I've blabbed on about that enough, very incohesively, but... In terms of the actual nitty gritty, there's the they've changed the scarcity numbers, and I think that's weird. Yeah, I'm not going to try and get my head around it. I'm just going to have to see how it all pans out. I think. So the unique is a hundred. The super rare, no, the unique is one. The super rare is a hundred. The rare is a thousand, and the limited is five thousand now. But that tells you they're expecting a massive influx, does it not? It does or it doesn't. And here's where it gets funny. There's 250 licensed clubs. There's only 30 MLB teams. So you almost need 10 times the number to equate to actually the number of soccer cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. And because, because they're doing an SO7, obviously it's going to take... You need fact. more cards. Yeah. And also it makes... Because there's less players, there's less chance of um, having the same lineups, isn't it? But here's one for you that I've only just considered. They're going to have like a limited and a rare and a super rare division and all that and unique. And a common, but they don't have champion and challenger and Asia and America. That's what I'm saying. It's the, that's it. How many? How many? Second. So I have in my head you're going to need to use more cards, but if you only enter them in one region and instead of like six limited regions having, yeah. well, they have under twenty threes or rookie, r- rookie, rookie. Maybe they're all going to be based around the, the only those. 30 teams. There'll never be any more because no one else plays in Major League Baseball because Asian baseball wouldn't be MLB. And this is solely MLB, is it not? So it can only ever be then. They have like different conferences over there, something like the Eastern Conference and the, the Western Conference or like... <laughs> I don't know. Emily, if there's any like American baseball lovers in your office, I if they want to be on a podcast, go and find them. We need to pickle or pickle their brains. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> we might get some random American on the podcast in the next few minutes. Equally, we might not. <laughs> uh, but, but so they're going to have one region, and what 
and they're gonna have that many cards it's a really weird one look we're gonna just have to see how it works i'm sure they've crunched the numbers they're game economists and data nerds it's going common so, only isn't it for a week or two is that right com- common only and then it's gonna they're gonna bring in limited yeah. but you're gonna be able to put in like three commons and four limiteds until oh, they-, they get enough supply out for people that gives people um, like us though because I'm, I'm willing to give it a go I think I'm going to give it yeah. a go. It's good. So we just need, if we buy three or four limiteds, we can play for a month and see see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. You can give it a crack. Um, and then I think the rare, super rare, unique things come like next month. Yeah. Um, are there any other nuances? Like the cards looked all right. They're coming out. It'd just be really interesting. See, I actually wonder, and this is a really small detail, I wonder how they're going to issue common cards to us. Do they just... I wonder whether they just airdrop them on the land in your wallet randomly, or will you have like a? You just have to you pick the favorite teams, them. didn't you? Do you do? You, what if you sign up to Sora right now? Do you start to pick the favorite teams? I'll do it now on Sora. Unless it's changed recently. The last beginners tutorial I did, yeah, because I remember saying to people just pick Liverpool, PSG, yeah. and Real Madrid, or something like that. Yeah, that's right. You know? that's right yeah. Um, so don't maybe, pick maybe, like oh well, I'm an avid Frankfurt fan are you I don't pick them do you know what I mean 100%, yeah. I'm actually yeah, I've fine. always loved Betis have you don't pick you, them you don't <laughs> anymore you don't anymore no maybe you they do the same anymore. thing maybe, maybe you pick three four teams um, you know baseball teams yeah and go from there but remember even even when you picked the players you liked you still had your um, you still had your uh, others you still had like your other random players pop in your Asian players and your American players so yeah. maybe it'd be the similar similar one. You pick the Yankees and you know you still get players from, from all sorts of teams. It'd be interesting to see. Um but yeah, all that's common. I also can't wait to see if they like do like a blend of the two. Oh, we might have an American. We have an American. That's right. Hello. I can't we can't Hello. hear you, Emily. Nice you. Oh we can. You got Hello. It. No, I'm right here. I'm right here. Oh cool. Hello, what's your name? My name is Mukhtar. Mukhtar, how's it going? Are you a baseball fan? I'm a huge, a huge baseball fan, huge Mets fan too, unfortunately. Oh, I was at a Mets game earlier this year. Um, when was it? Like May or something? It was brilliant. They charged Pretty me like $16 though for like two chicken goujons. I wasn't happy about that. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but the food's really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But here, the reason we asked Emily to go and find a baseball fan is, you see the way the MLB has, is it 30 teams? Do they all yeah. play against each other? Or is it a case of, are there like different conferences? Or do they split up? Or what's the story? 15 teams split between the National League and the American League. It used to be that the American League, their pitchers wouldn't bat. But now, this year, they decided that everybody, last year too, they decided everybody... Uh, no pitcher is going to bat at all. So now there's really no difference between the two except for how they split out, which is split into five teams in three divisions. There's the East, the Central, and the West. So that is how the 30 teams are split up. So you have an East, Central, and West division for both the American and the National League. So there's essentially six divisions of five teams. Yes, and not every team plays every other team. Next year, they're going to try to fit that in the schedule, and they're probably going to succeed. But right now, that's not the case. This is a mad sport. And then is there like some sort of like the equivalent of like a Super Bowl where they all go and play each other to see who's the best team? So halfway through the season, (laughs) there's the all-star game where fans can vote, and then the rest of the teams and owners can vote on pitchers. 
to to decide, but everybody gets like fans get to decide players. And then the playoffs at the end of the year, that's in October. October baseball is like where the, the Super Bowl is the World Series where uh, the best from the National League and the best from the American League play each other until it's best one from National League, best American. That's the World Series. Wow. It'd be cool having the stars, though, John. Yeah. Is the All-Star game like a big deal? Because it's on like next weekend, isn't it? it it's it's in a week from, I think, yesterday. It's, it's sometime early next week, and it is a big deal. It's like supposed to be the best of the best who's having a really good season. The home run derby happens the day before the All-Star game where they have like the best home run hitters around just trying to hit more home runs than anybody else. It's It's a sight. Who throws balls at them to hit the home runs? That's the, what's been annoying me. The batters decide. Bryce Harper is a really big name in baseball. The first time he went to the All-Star game, he had his dad throw out the pitches to him. Oh, <laughs> it, so it you can get like – so you just let them like underarm them? Yeah. It, it's You can underarm it, I think, but I've only ever seen them just gently throw – like batting practice before the game is when they just gently throw the ball out to like warm yourself up wow. and how many swings you take. Uh, if an MLB player asked me, I could do it, no problem. Like anybody could do so, it. Emily could do it. Well, um, you might be stretching there. It's going to kill me. <laughs> but here, so like, you know, that like the, the old four finger fastball or whatever it's called, or like the knuckle balls and all that. So, like, no one's doing any of that sort of shit at this. This is a case of let's let this guy hit as many home runs as he can hit. In the home run derby, yes. Oh, cool. So they must have smashed them. Oh, yeah. Like 500-foot home runs are not uncommon in the home run derby. These dudes are, like, really good at hitting the ball that far. That's mad. Okay. I'm going to ask you one part. uh, Do you have any questions, Youngie, about baseball? Uh, no, I'm waiting for your tutorial videos, John. <laughs> yeah, we've got so many. I know they're on the way, but I'm gonna. Ask I do you know how thing. it works. I don't know. I remember playing it when I was young. Uh, when I was younger, video games. Same way as you learnt the rules to American football, playing the John Madden games. You know, but all in yeah. all, no exposure whatsoever. Maybe we need. Oh, that'd be a good way to start learning it. I might have to buy like an MLB game and start playing it. That's but here's my last question for you. You're talking to loads of people. You're gonna you're gonna move the market here. Who are the first three guys you'd buy? Who are the best three players that you like? And you don't like be a bit creative here. I don't want to just hear like Otani and Trout. Okay, realistically, you got to have a good starting pitcher. You got to pick up Jacob Degrom and his health. You have to. Jacob who? Jacob Degrom. He's hurt this season DeGrom. so far. He's the best pitcher in baseball, hands down. Okay. And that's my starting pitcher. Uh, if we if we don't want a big name. You probably pick up somebody like, I mean, Christian Yelich is having a down year, but he's a very good outfielder in his prime. Is he's a little hurt, but he's a really good outfielder. I'd pick up Christian Yelich, um, and then I'd pick up somebody young like Juan Soto from the Nationals, who's another Juan really Soto. good. Outfielder. I know that's a big name, but he's young. He has his whole career ahead of him. He's like if I was building a team, and I don't want to pick big names like Otani, Trout, Alonso on the Mets, and. Judge from the Yankees and all those other players. I think that is was- Judge big. By the way, is Judge like a big deal because he was on that MLB announced video? And we don't have a clue who is. We're just like, who's that guy? <laughs> he is a pre- first of all, he's huge. He's like six foot eight, so he's big, big. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, he was rookie of the year. He set the rookie home run record the year he was a rookie, and then it was broken next year. He right now he's hit thirty home runs before the All Star break, which is a huge deal. He's an extremely talented baseball player. 
Do you what get you any young baseball players? Like, do you ever get any like 18, 19 year olds, or are they all like seasoned, primed 24, 25 year olds? That's usually the case. There are a few exceptions. Like Juan Soto, I think, is 22 or 20, younger than me. Uh, and then you have people like Bryce Harper, who debuted when he was 19 years old. And now mm. he's, what, that was 10 years ago. He's 29 now, and he's stuck in Philadelphia for the next eight years. Yeah. You know, it really it depends on, on the talent. There's a catcher in the Mets organization who's 20, and he just got promoted to AAA, which is right before the major leagues. How long do pitchers' shoulders last? The pitchers, like, and, and ba- like, Bats, batters, batters, or batsmen? What the? What do you call them? Batters, hitters, 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 hitters. Okay, okay. How long does a, a shoulder last? That depends on the pitcher. There are like some pitchers will blow their arms out really quickly. Some pitchers like it. Just it's all about endurance. So like on average, I mean, I don't know. Bartolo Colon doesn't throw hard. A lot of times you see velocity drop down. You're not throwing the ball as hard anymore. Mm. But um, Bartolo Colon is like 48 years old, and he's like, I, I still want to pitch. So it's really just a question of how much are you willing to put in versus how much you can perform, and then if a team is willing to take a chance on you. Wow. Well, we've had a bit of a, a school day in baseball today, Youngie. You any other tips for Matt? For so, would you give any tips or like, okay, here's one for you. We have like a bunch of people who listen to this who are all like football, so like soccer fans in Europe and a few American listeners. And lots of us do not have a clue about baseball. Like, you know how little we know based off speaking to us for five minutes. Is there what should people do or can people do like to learn more? Or like, is there anything they should know or like really obvious things that you wish you'd known whenever you were probably like three years old when you were first finding out? I don't even know what question I'm asking you. I'm basically saying, you know what we all are. We're all idiots who kind of want to start to learn. What should we do? What would be the opening paragraph of baseball's for dumbest books? Yeah, that's it. Open a paragraph. Baseball for dummies. That's the one. Hmm. If an opening paragraph for baseball for dummies, I would say try to find the closest game, be it minor league, be it major league. Sit and watch everything that that happens and just ask yourself why. Like, why did that pitcher throw that pitch exactly where he threw it? Because a lot of times they're trying to locate exactly why – did this pitcher, where did this batter swing at that pitch? Why didn't he swing at another pitch? There's, there's uh, like a lot of, if you watch a single, any given baseball game and you ask yourself why, at not everything, but just like anything that's like, huh, that's interesting. How did that hitter do that when the pitcher's job is to not do that? Why did the pitcher throw that pitch? Watching a game and being open to the question of why anything happened at any given moment, but not everything, you would learn a lot about the game. So we need to just watch the game. There's no shortcut. No. We need to actually I mean, just watch you, it. You picking up an MLB game, I assume a video game. That's a good way to learn it too, to go through the tutorial and whatnot. I love yeah. those MLB The Show games. Um, that's so a good I could start my streaming career. I could start my Twitch streaming career and just start streaming like an idiot plays MLB and we can all learn it together. But yeah, Mukhtar, it's been an absolute pleasure. Maybe, maybe you can pop in for another five-minute list- lesson whenever we're stuck someday. I, I stream on Twitch. If you want to help that, with that Twitch career, hit me up. Oh, he's a man. Thanks, Emily, and thanks, Mukhtar. We'll Thank see you us later. Yeah, that's interesting, though. What a lovely guy. That was a nice little impromptu kind of... That wasn't planned. Definitely. Keeping it has in. got me intrigued. It's got me intrigued. Yeah, it has. The thing is, like, there is a lot to learn, isn't there? Like, when you say about third baseman, like, you were guessing. <laughs> I seen you slowly dying, <laughs> guessing. 
But I was with you. I was thinking, oh, that sounds about right. It sounds like, but the truth is, I have no idea. But I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm interested. Now, this this could be like when I tried to get into Asian football and, and lost interest after like buying a team and was like, I'll stick them in every week, but I can't be arsed waking up at that time. That's yeah. the big issue, I think, for us is time difference. Because you know the dedication it takes to follow a league or a sport from another country. 100%. This is this. I don't think, like, I do honestly believe I will buy a lineup and just stick them in there, ask for as much help as I can get and see how it goes. Because if I'm up late enough, I will be watching the MLS games. I've obviously have to need players in, you know, I need players involved to watch it. I wouldn't just sit there watching a random game that my players aren't involved in. And obviously, if I'm up early enough for the Asia football, but Saturday's going to go crazy now, aren't they? Let's be honest. When, when is it three, four weeks? We're going to have like every league open. There's going to be so rare notifications from midnight. Mm to midnight it's going to go wild i don't know if i've got yeah. time for baseball but yeah like a full-time job stick it in yeah it's becoming that already <laughs> i'm ha- yeah I'm ha- there's there's two quick things i want to shout out quickly and then we're going to answer some questions okay so the first thing i want to shout out is just one of the retweeters of our of our podcast announcement post do you want to tell us about your your relationship with this man oh maxine darpino so when i first Got into European football. Um, Ustend was a team that were relatively cheap. They still are in, in the grand scheme of, uh, of the Belgian leagues. But um, I, he was a midfielder I picked up quite early on, before Limited were out. And um, he won me my first half-decent reward. And I, he was constantly in my threshold team. So, obviously, I started uh, tagging him on Twitter. And just tag, tag his name away, put his picture up, put his score up, put the team he was in, seeing he was captain. Mm. And then off the back of that, there's only a few tweets. He, he liked my tweet. And then followed me back on Twitter. I thought, well, I don't want to be a fanboy and just jump in his DMs. It's all a bit, you know, <laughs> a bit too much. But then he, he picked up an injury. And then when he picked up the injury, um, I dropped him a little message saying, hey, Max, hope it's not too bad, mate. Um, all the best. And he messaged me back later that night. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's not as bad as we thought it was. I'll probably be back for about, out for about four weeks. So I should be back in training. Insider trading. <laughs> yeah, two to three weeks. But that, that is sort of how it went down. I don't speak to him all the time. It's not like we're, we're best of buddies. But um, it, it was, I just thought the fact that he is a player and a good player for so rare, you know, sorry, he's not massively yeah. known around the world, but he's a bit of a cult hero on so rare. Um, to have someone like that who, you know, follow you back and imagine sitting on, you know, transfer deadline night and then all of a sudden Usten's putting out there's a number one, a number one kit. There's going to be a new keeper. Apparently it might be Nardi from Lorient and things like this. And I'm literally sat there 11 o'clock at night, transfer deadline night, chatting with Maxime Darpino about world transfers, European transfers. That would never have happened if I hadn't joined yeah. <laughs> this. And then when the tweet went out last night, I dropped a message, um, showed him that, um, I, you know, he used me little thumbnail, and that was it. Yeah. And in a couple of minutes, he liked it, retweeted it. Ah, fantastic! What a legend! What a legend! Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's class. It is class. Um, I think that could be a first outside maybe Tony Watt when he come on, but uh, yeah. I did Max him getting involved. Fair play to him, and it's class. It's the things that have come so rare already. Like me, it's the same. My my love love ends with Danny Parejo and the shirt that ended up getting signed. And have you got the shirt? Have you it, but I, ha- I haven't got it yet. But I trust it. Like who else is ever going to want that shirt in the world? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it'll make its way to me one way or another. Yeah. But um. Look, speaking of that thumbnail, we're going to get into some questions. Uh, there was one thing I wanted to shout out, which was that uh, shout out to just Dazzer. And who's he doing it with? There's two of them doing it. They're doing that so rare World, World Cup. World, not yeah. even World, World, World League. League. I haven't even signed up to it. I've been so busy the last few days. Have you jumped in, John? I just put a wee thumbs up under something. It's Bob Flynn um, <laughs> and Dazzer, I think, are at it. 
and so rare jiwa has done the artwork so so jiwa has done the artwork uh, so rare data world league so basically they've set up like 11 divisions 110 managers it's going to be 11 i said with four subs promotion you get two people go up a division two people go down nine game weeks there's 11 limited rewards up for grabs league coordinators all sorts of stuff going on basically massive task but a really fun thing for the twitter community um so look best of luck to them i don't know if it's too late for people to get involved so i'm sorry if you've just heard about it here and you're like i want to get involved and then they're going to tell you no but it'll be fun to play i think i start in division four uh, i think they were randomly allocated i'm not sure and there's some interesting people in there but um like lambs to the slaughter the lot of them um <laughs> do, do you remember to settle your lineups because i i forget i forgot so red data I last do. week i forget mega i don't mean to it's just the game week goes by you think you've done it but it comes around so fast you actually haven't done it you go to check it you haven't entered you're like so mm. i don't know about entering more <laughs> more leagues brags i haven't been entering uh so rare data's league at all because i don't actually have them i don't think i have enough cards um, to actually do players. it yeah you need at least 15 um I mean, if it let limiteds in, and I could, but I mean, I'm like, I'm just looking at it here, like I'm literally sticking in, like they do have limiteds there. now, and they are there are limited on a rarely now, isn't it? So I think it depends on where you're at. Ah, okay. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, no, so I haven't. But when Europe comes back, I would always set my so rare data lineups, and I try and go for so rare mega as well. Um, but anyway, there were the two things I wanted to shout out. Let's get stuck into a few questions. And as always, we'll go from most liked onto to the least liked. So A Robo says, who's going to be in the biggest state come the end of the Thursday night? So London City meet up. You've heard it about it a million times. 5th of August. But I think the Loyals are having a little love in on the 4th of August. Um, so one of you is going to end up in bits, I'd say. Who is going to be the biggest lightweight? That's what I'm going to phrase it as. Lightweight, I don't like lightweight. I just think Hood's ready for a party and he's going to be cartwheeling over tables by nine o'clock. I will tell you this about Hoodwink, right? He is off his game. So he came over to Barcelona when I was there and we'd been out pinting. Now, to be fair, now, I think I drank like the lion's share of the sangria. I came out in jokes and so no one knew who was drinking what. It only came out the day later. One of the lads ended up driving home, some <laughs> drove home, which was mad. But, uh, the other two lads, the guy who was recording my vlog was kind of scared that he'd be too drunk to work. So he like kind of eased off. And Alberto, the other guy was there, eased off as well. So me and Hood went banging in the sangrias, right? And I was like, I have to get up tomorrow and perform. I have to get up tomorrow. I'm doing a vlog. Yeah. And he brought me into this bar. And I was, it was last orders. And I was like, I'll have a pint. So he ordered me a pint. But he also ordered me like a double Jack and Coke. I was like, lad, we're literally buying a hangover here. This is like, it's 2 a.m. You know what I mean? We're going to bed after this. He bought me a double Jack and Coke. So anyway, got it down us. Uh, and he was still looking for a party. He honestly, I swear to God, it Keep was going. time to go to bed. And he was, I swear, I was like, I'm going to bed. He wanted to go to Pasha. He was like debating going to Pasha on his own. He was like, I'm away. <laughs> I have no responsibilities here. I want a party. So he was, I don't think he went in the end, but um, he was, yeah, loose cannon. So I think he's a good bet for the guy who'd be in the biggest state. 100%. Um, I wonder if that'd be on the Thursday or the Friday, though. Well, both. <laughs> both, at least. <laughs> and then into the next week. So FI Gardner wants to know do you think the Leeds United scouts are using SoRare to identify their targets? Funnily, like I did, the people they've been linked with are. Opta, you know, it's what it's the Opta stats, isn't it? So maybe they do technically use so rare using the Opta stats. Remember, I do remember people saying about Football Manager. I like if some managers followed Football Manager to to get the players, the Wonder Kids. Mm. 
So you do wonder whether it is a, a database for them or you know a point of reference at least. I think what we need to realize is right, we are, we all look at scouts, okay? So like just scouts like football scouts as like these all seeing, all knowing entities that are just like amazing at their job and they're crazy, like, oh my god, the scout for such and such, geez, he knows his stuff. I have no doubt they do, right? I have no doubt they know more than me. But the level of data that has come out over the last, say, 20 years versus how football used to be, and it used to all be eye tests and scouting guys and things, the level of the data, and when you look at some of the people in this community and the levels that they go to, you know, and even the intricacy of, like, the so rare matrix of scoring, do you know what I mean? There's a lot there that, based off the data that we all consume in the matches we watch, so rare fans and users and, and whatever you want to call us, like, we... we some of us more than others, but if you take us all, like I consider myself a bit of a chump, you throw me in a room with every single person in the city I'm in, I'm probably top not point not not one percent in terms of like global football knowledge. Completely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and it, and I'm probably not even top twenty percent of like so rare managers. So what my point is, we need to give ourselves credit here. Like I don't necessarily think the Leeds United guy plays so rare. But are we looking at the same players? Absolutely. Is he looking yeah. at the same thing we're looking at? Absolutely. You know, Brendan Aronson, Lewis Sinistera, Tyler yeah. Adams, Rasmus Christensen. They're all young players that we've all yeah. known about for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, oh, not all brilliant. of them I've known about, but I've known about all of them for at least a year. And Mark yeah. Rocca, obviously. But yeah. We were just watching the Premier League and then there's be a new sign-in announced. You'd have no idea who that person was. No clue whatsoever. Year upon year. And you just wait to see him play. Now all of a sudden there's signings being announced you're like oh i know him from bruce i know him from psv and i think that's fantastic 90 percent of the time for me when it's signed to the premier league i just go oh that's going to kill his price completely <laughs> challenge of the champion sell <laughs> do you know one that actually broke my heart this week uh is it lucas is it doeth you know gurna what's his name gurna gurna you're you're in a, an asia guy Lucas Gurna, I think Duath is in his name somewhere as well, Duath or something. Anyway, Lucas Gurna from St. Etienne who got relegated. Yeah. Genesis has been singing his praises forever, talking about how amazing he is. And all of a sudden, didn't Gurna go and sign for bloody... Uh, oh my God, Plastician picked one up a week ago, man, for point six. Stish knows his stuff. Stish has nailed that one. Picked him up for point six a week ago and he sold yesterday for two and a half ETH. Jeez. Knowledge is key, man. Huh? Knowledge is key, eh? That's the one. I've had a Gurna in the past and I've wanted one. And I was close to picking up a Super Rare recently when I went through my wee splurge. Kind of heartbroken about that. But um, Adela Sheesh has been linked there too. So I'm very not like they're linked to Feyenoord. I'm very happy about that. Well, you still want um, Super Rare, Ashish. Yeah. So buzzing about that. Yeah. But um, I don't know why I brought up the... Why did I bring up Gurna? I think I was just sharing some heartbreak that I had. We'll ask a question from that man, Hoodwink. There's two. I think he's asked, what's your favorite card in your gallery and what's the reason behind it? Is this real? I'm a, go for yeah, it. That, that's, not, that's not an inside joke. If, if that, as a genuine question, I'd, I'd probably say uh, the Daniel Schmidt is a goalkeeper for St. Trudence, Challenger Europe team. Um, it was just, it's the, the card I've had the longest. There must be, well, I'm, must be nearly two years now that I've owned the card for. Mm. And I can't seem to get rid of him. Last night, I had an offer come in um, and I didn't realise he was worth. He's worth nearly an ETH. And I bought that card for about £110 all that time ago. 
and you know, I just can't bring myself to sell him. Yeah, it's just like, nah, he's mine and I'm keeping him. I was selling my gallery. There's probably only three cards I'd keep hold of, and that would that be him for sentimental reasons, Taniguchi and Cecenia Limited. Other than that, I would, you know, they're the three I'd hold on to. I think I would, if I was selling my gallery, I would hold on to my Parejos and I don't know if I'd hold on to anything else. Yeah. I actually don't know if I would. I don't know if there's anything I love enough. Maybe the Wesley. Are you at the point where, like, one minute you can think, oh, I could just settle this and start again, and then five minutes later you're buying something to compliment a player that you've already got? Like, I can't make my mind up on the route. On the route. Say, say that again. So, like, one like one minute you can look at your team and think, oh, if I, if I sold that all, I could start again and imagine what I could build. Because if you look at my gallery, I've, I've got, like, a stupid amount of cards, too many cards, I play too many teams, I probably feel mm. 11, 12 teams every week. Well, weekends yeah. and now the Europeans. I'm probably going to have 14 teams out, and it's, it's too many. I can't keep up with that. The DMP risk is high, um, so sometimes I think I need to like consolidate. Consolidate would be if someone gallery reviewed me, it would be consolidate, and I know that. I've been saying it for a year, and I still haven't done it. Um, yeah, I'm a pretty yeah. odd player here and there, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I know that I, I get that as well. Like I, I, I look at my gallery sometimes and I think, fuck this, you know, like. I should just sell a lot of stuff and buy like a Byron stack uh, or like I'm doing this wrong or I should do that. But I mean, equally, like part of me is just too lazy. I just like hey, I'll stick with it. Exactly the same as me. And now when you look at how many cars there are, I'm, I I don't want to go to them and be selling these two mm. quid, three quid, four quid limiteds that I want. I just, just leave them there. But yeah, I, I'm very, um, I've got, I need more strategy. I've got no strategy. Mm. I'm just going with the flow, I think. But I mean, I'm, for, I'm fun, to- for profit. Well, that that's it, you know. And if you're if you're leaning that way, you know, you're you're not going to be stressed about it. But there are people obviously crunching the numbers and they're shitting themselves and things happen. And speaking of which, shitting yourselves and things happen, I had a bit of heartbreak this week. Um, following on from the Umar Solet, who's actually went okay. He hasn't been confirmed to Trino. Apparently, he's a little bit too pricey for them. The price Salzburger looking. He has played in preseason, but just to, I'm going to tell a little story of a, some a couple of heartbreaks. I'm going to ask one or two quick questions, and we'll try and wrap this up. So on the day he was linked with Torino, someone, uh, Patty7, Discord very active, sold Solet for 0.26 ETH. 0.26 ETH, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, for context, he sold literally hours or a day before, a day before for w- over 1 ETH, right? He plummeted all the way down, and now he's bounced back up to about 0.6. So, like, you're talking about a grand of a loss there if you'd have bought at the top, sold at the bottom, which no one actually did, right? Yeah. So that's one heartbreaking story. Vinicius Souza. Every time, these are two guys I've bought recently in terms of hype, and both have been signed up. He's went to Espanyol in La Liga. Now, he might actually do okay. Who knows? But he was linked to Celtic, Ajax, Feyenoord, PSV. He was linked everywhere. Yeah. I bought him at a pretty saucy price, right? But if we look at his limiteds, for example, he peaked at like... <laughs> 0.16 and his last sale was for 0.039. He's 25% of the price he was a week ago. What rare. Did you, did you buy his rare? I bought his rare for one eighth and he is now, his last sale was 0.39. That's 600 quid down the tubes. But yeah. if you back the player, you back the player. The problem He's is he only, has one more year. he only has one more year of under 23, I think. So like you were kind of hoping he would cream it this year and then pay for himself. But look, um, 
that was just a couple of stories of heartbreak. I'll ask you another question from that guy, Hoodwink. Where do you see yourself in 12 months' time, or even further along than that? You've got a decent amount of Super Rares. Do you feel you could be competitive in D2 at some point? Buy a unique like John and Bob Flynn to open that option up, or happy building across leagues. So for context, I suppose, where you're at, I'll just pull up your, your gallery. Um, I've all thoughts from everywhere. 14 Super Rares, 68 Rares, and 188 Limiteds. Where are you going with that? That's a great question, John. I don't know. Um, the truth is, like my super rares won't compete. I don't think. What what's really worked in my favour are these special game weeks. You know, the game weeks where the underdog specialist, um, the underdog super rare. Super rare. Yeah. So when I've got all cards available and my European and Asian and Americans are available, then there is a good chance because they're they're the sort of cards that I do own. I haven't got mm. the top, top super rare. So I need a lucky week. For me to win in, in All-Star Rare Pro, um, I need a lucky I need a lucky week. They come, I win a T2, a T1, but I'll never podium with the cards I own. Um, so all I want to do is keep progressing. The truth is of what I should do is what we were just discussing was really slim down on the stuff I don't need, certainly when the other leagues come back as well and consolidate three or four rares into a better rare or a couple of rares and a super mm. rare into a better super rare. Um, and go from there. That That's what I should be doing and what I probably will do. Um, the unique side of things, I'd love to have a unique, just to have it in the gallery, but it's got to be the right one, hasn't it? You can't just go buying mm. something for the sake of it. But again, having said that, when you've got the chance of playing one unique and four limiteds, um, for the first time, I am tempted to look that's, at that market. That's huge. I am so happy I got my unique when I did. I've two now, but like, mm. I got that because i just felt like it was when eth crashed yeah and i felt like the market hadn't reacted yet and i feel like at times it was gonna be good good opportunities and i seen that i've been just scanning the unique market for a week or two just newly listed check what's going on and door should jump that and then a week later that unique kickoff has come up yeah and it's now a case of all right so i can stick in dorsch or andre now depending on whose l50s whose l15 is lower than 50 and i can stick around the mbappes and hallands and whoever else is that i have it limited well that's the problem because you if you are unique or two uniques you're going to ruin a whole d2 side for yourself aren't you because to be able to play the unique oh, i've also just realized if it's under 50 the average then sure i can be playing the best boys the bottom line is you have a chance of entering well this is you it know? yeah the, the but i hear what awesome. you're saying about super rare i hear what you're saying yeah. about like the super rare division there's no point in me entering D2 All-Star with the players that I have, but but uh, a super rare underdog or along those lines and super rare over 32 maybe, a super rare, you know, a mix and match, then then I've got a chance. And that's why I'm happy to have them now. Because at one point I was thinking, should I just sell the super rares and get better rares? But because there was all, um, we I always felt this was coming. There was going to be some that super rares were going to be utilized, you know, because there's, you know, mm. it had to really because it was just a, a bargain basement, weren't there? And no yeah. one really wanted them. You were stuck with them. What can you do with them? Now there is something to do with them. You only need mm. one lucky week with that guy, and you're, and you know, and you could be winning a, a pretty decent card with DMP verts, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's go. I'm going to. <laughs> let's go baby i'm gonna bang out a few there's some loyal related questions maybe you can get back to them on twitter um i'm gonna bang out a few here myself bays has said what would you say is the average sewer gallery says i've no idea ask andy laird and he will tell you exactly uh favorite summer transfers from weston davis we did actually kind of just name a few we've kind of talked about them throughout i'm not going to get stuck into it um jc67 so rare has a good question we're going to get back to that as our last topic and we'll try and 
bang it out in a few minutes. I, I, I really rambled on and we had a special guest come in out of nowhere, out of McTark. So we've rambled on a bit. Brett wants to know, I guess listener numbers to podcasts and YouTube views engagement are quite a good gauge of growth. The numbers continue to rise or any distinct spikes at any certain times or particular rising countries. In Thailand with the fans, we've got it. I can't make the big shebang. It's a shame you can't be there. Um, in terms of numbers, so like YouTube, I haven't changed what I'm doing. I plug out five videos a week. I think it's went to four a couple of weeks recently because I've been very busy. But I'm consistently chucking them out. Some of them do well, some of them don't. But in about February, March, April, the channel was banging. So I have a feeling it's like anything. It's just the off season. You know, while you might like Asia and American football, a lot of people don't. A lot of people switch off. So I am hopeful and I'm just hoping that this actually happens, that loads of people start to come back in the next few weeks and numbers start to rise again. So in terms of content numbers, they're down. They're down across the board, I imagine. I don't think oh, yeah, I've done anything different or wrong. If you weren't a content creator, I think you would have switched off for the summer, would you not? 100%. So yeah, like that, that works, you know. So in, that's your yeah, theory. That's you know, right. you're you're absolutely bang on. If I didn't make content, I wouldn't be looking at my teams every week. Mm. I would have switched off big time. So yeah, fair fair point. So my my that's my theory as well. Like I yeah. I'm hoping that in two three four weeks, we start to see bigger numbers on YouTube than we did at the end of last season. Bigger podcast numbers, bigger more liquidity on the market, bigger prices. So yeah, um, as a gauge, Brett, it is down. But I think in like. The physical world of collectibles and off seasons and sports it typically goes down. Fantasy football, if you look up FPL and you look at how many people search for FPL videos, no one's looking in June. Do you know what I mean? But everyone's looking at the end of July, start of August. So I'm hoping so rare something similar. Um but let me see. Where are we? JC67 so rare. We'll try and bang this one out in a minute because I do need the 137 game. We'd like to keep this under an hour and a half. What are both your thoughts on bots in the market, whether it be auto bidding or auto listing cards for the cheapest? So the listing the cards for the cheapest, right? There's two sides to this whole debate. One is about the liquidity, right? In terms of the bidding, I think MLS card guy might be the guy I seen throwing toys out of the pram and he tagged me on Twitter. We're basically it was like who did it? I forget. What it's like bidding against a bot. And someone was was it Surair strategy? Bidding, and then straight away their bid would be outbid. Yeah, and the bid again, one. straight away it was outbid. Bid again, straight away it was outbid. So it's obviously a, a bot doing it. And there's two sides to it. Some people were kind of coming in going, just bid the realistic price and then the bot won't beat you. It's because you're both dicking around. Imagine something's worth 100 quid on eBay and it starts at a quid. It's like you're going a quid, he's going 125. Yeah. You're going 150, 175. Just stick in a 90 quid bid and it'll go away. So there's that side of it. Um. But equally, then there's the thought of bots, and people don't really like that. But that that bot is no different to an eBay bot that is on that everyone has the power of. It's like you sticking yeah. a seventy quid bid in, and if they want to keep sticking the pound in, you're going to be you know two pound, four pound, six pound. That's going to keep going. That's no different to what eBay is. The problem is with it is that not everyone has that luxury of owning a That's bot. The one. So if everyone had a level playing field that everyone could, because the thing is, if you, if, you, if he's put his highest in and you've put your highest in, he's ever higher out of the two, it's going to be the highest bidder. That other one buggered off. And that's the end of that. But the problem is, is the uneven playing field with bots. They've wrote a script. They'll snap these players off the market because they're under a certain price. They'll keep bidding up to a certain price. It's working for them whilst they're not there. It's not a level mm. playing field. But if everyone had that maximum bid, you know, minimum bid, you know, minimum, however it wants to be. But if everyone had that tool, then it's fair. Then it doesn't really matter. I think li liquidity would be better. And um, yeah, and, and and yeah, so rare, you know, prices would probably be better, you know, because it's, you know, it's a global game and not everyone's up 24 yeah. hours a day. 
you're bang on having that ability and it was mentioned a few weeks ago in the podcast if we had the ability to do that and go like here's my max bid here's my max bid here's my max yeah. bid the prices would probably increase what's good for so rare liquidity well would affect the second market doesn't matter um it would be better because you more like nighttime action you know bidding on those nighttime auctions so yeah you're right the issue here i don't think is necessarily what the bot does it's the fact that that person could do it you can't yeah, that's, that's the that's, annoying thing. That's the problem. But if everyone owned the same bot, so to speak, then there'd be no problem, would it? I don't think. And even the ability to go, I want to be the lowest in the market every time. So like if it just cancels and relists below the lowest price, if I yeah. stick a card up for 0.1 ETH and then someone comes in at 0.99, then I can yeah, automatically 0.98. But the problem is, how? yeah, you'd have to have a lowest there, though, because if not, the bot would be against the bot, wouldn't it? It'd be like... It just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, they would say like chase that down <laughs> until this point or something. Like, they probably have it yeah. set to like a percentage of the price. I yes. don't know, but like, yeah, interesting. Bots in general kind of give people the ick. In terms of a so rare thing, I think it's very hard for them to like just ban all bots because I don't think they can quite manage that. No, I, I'm not yeah. a tech guy, but I've been told before that like it's very hard for them to do that. Not even very hard. I don't even know if it's possible, but um. Last shout out, but we don't have time to go into it. Is that footy guy? Thanks for the question. And yes, I'm going to hit you now, Youngie, with the 137 game. So last week's is actually very funny. So Sora Strategy picked Raposo, St. Ricketts, and Cropper, who got a combined total of 69 points. Oh, beautiful. Everyone collectively goes, ayo, or like <laughs> <laughs> laughing in their cars. Um, so 69 points means I don't have to give it any money to charity this week. It means I'm the bad guy, but I tell you what, I'm glad I got a break because we're up to 209 quid. So charity, hard luck this week, lads. Next, maybe maybe Youngy can win you some this week. But the funny thing is, that was for game week. I think it was um, whatever the weekend one was last week. But that exact team in the midweek fixture so far this week we're recording on a thursday they've actually shot 140 those three players so like if it had been you know the other way around or a different game week he would have been bang on the money it just was the wrong week um what two players would you like to pick i'm gonna go with the asian players two players i own um i'm gonna go with kim day one for gang one striker for that gang one he's been on fire at the moment do you say kim day one kim day one yeah yeah, gang one, and you've got to go for big Taniguchi, aren't we? Got to be done. Yeah, Taniguchi. I'm just so writing I think, that down. I think they both got seventies in the bag. Both got seventies in the bag. Taniguchi's a monster. Say the first guy's name again, because I think I said it back wrong. Do you? Kim Day yeah. One. Yeah. Okay, got it right. Sorry. So that's that's gang right. one. The yeah. from gang one. Oh, I thought you you went Kim Day One from Gang One, and I went, is it Kim Day One or King, Kim Gang One? I was like, which one is he on about? All right, well, look, best of luck with it, Youngie. Let's hope you nail it. Um, if you nail it, Charlie gets 50 quid, and if for every pound you're away, they lose a quid. Thank you so much. People can find you on Twitter. Is it just Youngie so rare? Let me go. No, FI underscore Youngie. Oh, it breaks the heart. FI underscore Youngie. You'll be tagged across my socials. You have a very unique little picture. Is that another NFT you own? It's an NFT, yes. Uh, unusual guest. There's a few of the loyals have got it. There we go. I like it. Um, so there you go. Thanks a million for coming on. It's been good fun. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, John. Baseball like me. And I'll see you in three weeks. You will. 100%, mate. Thank you very much. Class. See you later. Cheers, buddy.
that's it for this week's episode i hope you enjoyed it it was good fun and thanks again to mukhtar for jumping in what a legend we've all a lot to learn in baseball but don't worry we're going to get some more baseball experts on and we're going to learn it this is the so far so rare podcast not the so far so rare football podcast unfortunately so we're going to keep a, a wide wide angle lens on and keep an eye across the across the platform leave a review subscribe and we'll see you next week bye bye